I'm Luke Summerhays. I'm James J. Moyles. And I'm James the Jasper Stewart. And you're listening to Monster Mash. And on this week's episode, we're going to take you on a tour of the Citadel. Have fun storming the castle. And his son. Played the match. They played the monster match. The monster match. It was a Jericho. Coming down. Now you know. Oh, bring the wall down. So I think, um, with, you know, we've, we've spoken about this on length in previous episodes of Sunbreak being very much drawing inspiration from, um, you know, Western mythology and things like that. I think they needed to have a map with a big old fuck off Gothic castle, <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. we got it in the Citadel. Yeah, it's pretty that castle bit, especially. And you got like the purple skies, mm-hmm. and you're riding across like the broken drawbridge. You got the castle behind it, and then Mazino stood in there. That's like the image of Sunbreak to me. Yeah, and yeah, then the they, rest of the map. With, right? Like in the trailers, like that's where they kind of opened with oh, the yeah. expansion. Well, that's, that's, they literally yeah. just showed that. And from that image, we all extrapolated that it was going to do like a Western Monsters theme. Mm-hmm. Which turned out to pretty much be correct. But I think the, the thing that actually is interesting about the Citadel map is not that, it's the way it has like four or five different biomes in one map. Within it, yeah. I mean. It's it's quite a busy map in that regard. Then usually, you know, you might get two biomes at most, like maybe like a swampy area and a desert area, um, or like a grasslands and a you know hilly mountain area. But this has swamp, grass, castle, snowy bit, ice caves. <laughs> it's quite, they did cram a lot into this map. I think it's like it's cause of like the, it's the size of the map, right? It's like. Which probably kind of maybe lets it down. Like it was like from world, it probably maybe work because like they maybe expand the size of the map a little bit. And mm. I'm pretty sure they did do that with some areas in, in world maps. Like, and I do like that approach of like a mixed kind of biome rather than just this is your desert, this is your lava cave. Like I like having one area that's a bit of bit of everything, almost. I like it. What? Well, I could imagine if you had just the 3D model of the Citadel that we run around in and you looked at it from the outside and rotated it, it could be like the map, the world map in an old like PS1 platformer. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you, you, your little character would move across the snowy bit and then across the swampy bit then across the grassy bit and then to the castle and that's the final boss. Okay, I, I can see that. <laughs> I can see that now that you've said it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it adds as I mean, well to the... Anything... Sorry, on you go. As I, say, I don't know if there's anything interesting we can draw from that observation, but you can definitely see it. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, like, it, was, it, it wasn't worth the... stopping for me. 
it adds to like the like kind of the whole mixed kind of areas like cause like the whole cement to be like obviously a destroyed like kind of city almost mm. so it kind of makes sense that there's kind of areas are mixed and like it's kind of almost like certain areas like nature are like just taken over like that's what you get from like the swamp and then the upper mountains like where there's like obviously the, the big arena but that was also like part of like a bigger royal palace I assume you see yeah. that kind of crumbling in the distance I do like, um, like you think like that wouldn't be you would think if people were still kind of living there in that area it wouldn't kind of be like that obviously it would be a snowy place but it wouldn't be as rampant as it is yeah it's desolate I think so. It doesn't quite do anything as ridiculous as like you're in a desert and then two steps later you're in a grassland and two steps later. I mean, it is, you know, there could be a swamp next to these woods mm. and it would be snowy if you went up a mountain. So it's not like completely. Yeah, you're definitely from the swamp up that left path of the map. Like it does a good job of like that you're actually climbing like a high area. Like it's not like. Yeah. It's all like flat and now we're just kind of. Squash. It's not like is it Dark Souls three where it's just like random places have been slammed together and that's like the law. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like... not that. <laughs> like it, you're, it, a, it you're in a swamp and then suddenly work. volcano. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's just when you list it all and this is what everything this map has, it seems a bit wild, but it does all mesh together quite nicely. Um, when you actually traverse the map and and uh, and go exploring. Um, and the, the Citadel also has like one of my favourite things that, that Monster Hunter does where you see you know, the, the evidence that, that humans once lived in this particular area. Obviously you've got the, the actual main castle itself that's all crumbling down but if you go like through like the like go along the river you'll find like little like um, almost like cellars like where they, must, they might have stored I don't know, obviously wine or other other tools, and you, I think the I think there's like collectibles on the map for like ancient like like uh, is it not like like cutlery <laughs> you're collecting? It's just like ancient furniture, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Just like furniture. And you're just you're like you're just reclaiming that and, and and picking that all up. And I do like that you see you can see this place was clearly lived in. Um, not that long ago as well. I mean, the this was within in the actual lore of the game. Um, Admiral Gallius used to live there, right? Like that was mm. that was he, he spoke about the you know the citadel was once where they were based. The mm-hmm. and then they they moved back to the um, what's the, what's the actual area called <laughs> the base. <laughs> Oh my god! I've like oh, um, went blank as well. Elgado. Elgado. Yeah. There we go. Yes, yes. Um, and that's the move back, and actually, that's their new base of operations. Whereas once upon a time, you would have thought that the, the kingdom, you know, that's that was the their base of of the of the throne. <laughs> you know, the literal throne they had there. Um, and it kind of ties in. You know, the relic records you can collect. Um, if you wander about the maps and find all the swords with the messages on them, um, mm. the relic records in the Citadel, they tell the story of how um, Malzeno attacks the Citadel and um, and how it basically brings down this this whole community. 
and 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 yeah, the fact that you can actually see that, you know, like you mentioned, the towers higher up in the mountains, and then obviously the main castle itself, and just off to the left of the castle, there's like some crumbling towers where you can see where there's maybe the wider, the wider part of the castle, not just the main sort of throne room. Um, I, I love that shit. I, lo- I love like actually seeing how all designs and comes together. It's not just a, you know, a wilderness where monsters have decided to inhabit. This was actually once a human habitat and. Um, it, it kind of ties into that overall core idea of man and monster and nature all learning to coexist or, or not with each other. Well, we often get areas where like an ancient ruin has been destroyed. But yeah, this one, I, it does do something to make it feel more recent. Maybe it's just a difference in architecture as well. Like instead of being an ancient sort of Aztec pyramid, it's more of a modern... Mm castle that's it but and yeah the, you're right and the fact that you, you do still come across you know presumably usable relics like furniture and cutlery that you're retrieving yeah, yeah, yeah. presumably for the people of Elgado like you're just on a recovery mission that they've got somebody that's 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 adept enough to you know go a bad enough dude to save the present out putting a that's weapon in the game based off the little furniture pieces that you collect like I um, oh, I want a lance it. that's like my shield as an overturned table. Jewel chair legs. Part is just like just leg, <laughs> just a leg of a table. It's my <laughs> lance, like pieced together. So grandfather clock. <laughs> that'd be, that'd be a great sword. That'd be the great sword. Yeah. See, we we can we can we can do this design shit easy. I mean, those are everyone's favourite weapons, right? Where you just you're swinging a thing around, whether <laughs> it's a chicken drumstick or big fish. Phoenix Wright Com- thing like, yeah, the lot. comedy yeah. weapons are, are like the best designs, yeah. in the most summer series. That's my shark lance from the third generation. How do you find it as an arena actually for like fighting in and doing hunts in? Um, I think. Malzeno's arena, the throne room, like visually and thematically, just works so well with that monster. Um, like you walk into the actual throne room, you've got all the, you know, the sky's probably blood red of you know Malzeno hunt. You've got um, the like the throne room as well. Does it not have like red thorns like going up the back of the throne? Yeah, room? Or am, I, am I totally getting that mixed up with the it's church got, it's and got, it's uh, got, yeah. it's Elden Ring? <laughs> It's got red thorns on it. Yeah. Okay, so it's not just the church yeah. in Elden Ring I'm getting confused with then. That's fine. Um, oh, the one at the edge of Caelid, you mean? Um, no, there's like a church of the thorns, I think, in um, uh, Lyrna. No, anyway, like, there is play- places like similar. Like, it does. Yeah. Citadel does run. Definitely has Caelid. similar vibes. Yeah. Um, well, um, Malzino has that one, and then also, like, the swamp really feels like Garangun's, like, place. Mm hmm. And, and the um, icy caves are almost a bit. Um, yeah, that's Lunagar. Yeah, nice caves yeah. is Lunagar on you. And then, so like, like top of the map. Maybe in an earlier game, those three would have their own three maps, whereas here, it's like they each have their own little section of this map. So that is mm. kind of cool. And the top of the map, you could argue, is kind of meant to be a bit like um, Shagaru. Gormagalas. Or oh, Gormagalas sort of location. In, in lieu of having the um, what was Shagru's arena in Four Ultimate? 
Was it the p- the pillar, the heaven top pillar, or something like that, or something? Like, I know the one you mean. Yeah, it's like yeah. at the top of a golden tower in the sky. Yeah, and it's kind of that's kind of like what it's meant to be, like at the top of the mountain. You've got all the still got the crumbling architecture around it to really enhance. And that one works as well because you can see it from like basically the starting area. Mm-hmm. You can see him up there. You're like, ooh, here we go. Works really well in the visual for Chagaru's opening cutscene as well, where it's it kind of silhouettes itself against the sky from the outlook from that arena, and you get that yep. awesome visual of it looking like a you know a dread star in the sky. So I, yeah, I've I've got a lot and, of time for it as a, as an arena, the the Citadel as a map. Um, and although we talk about it having like a lot going on, it's not so big that it's difficult or confusing to get around at all. I don't think. No. Like my experience. I wouldn't say any of the maps in Rise as a whole are though, right? Like I think we're no. we're still conflating that with some of the um world No maps. no no with worlds we often said it's because they're so big, but this one is quite big without being mm. that. Yeah, it's across like every Rise and Sunbreak map, like they have the verticality but it doesn't feel like kinda wasted space. Yeah. Like, like it can feel in some of the maps in World of the Iceborne. There's also areas and still in, in World and Iceborne where like you're kind of effectively blocked off, whereas in Rise you can just you wire up, run up the wall, and go to where you're going. Like you can go from point A to B, whatever direction you face. I guess like, that's really getting him blocked off of like an area. That's the beauty of Rise, right? Like the the traversal options you have, you can have a big sprawling map, and it won't feel an absolute pain in the arse to 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 get around whereas maybe that could be the case in in world shall we talk about some of the creatures we can encounter in the citadel yes i think we shall shall we begin with some small beasties The Boggy. Bird Wytherns, living in the highlands of the Citadel. These calculating creatures hunt their prey with cunning, often waiting for them to grow weak before striking. They're dangerous creatures that surround their prey in packs, with their sizable claws ready to strike, so don't approach them carelessly. Boggy or, um... They're the Sleepy Boys. Am I making that up, or...? No, no, not sleepy boys. Like, well, kind no, of like basically the goblins of the. Mm. Oh, I saw them in yeah. one of the trailers. Yeah, we don't. And they've got like the little ears, and I was really excited. <laughs> and then they you don't. To... They're not really a factor in the game. Yeah, yeah that's right. You have like a, a a bigger version, like a great boggy. A great. That's it. Yeah. Baggy. That's what I'm thinking of. Baggy. Yeah. Mm, yeah, of course. Mm. That's what I was going to say. Like, it's good you kind of got confused there because I kind of wish that they they shouldn't be called Boggy. They should be called Gobby, as in goblins. Gobby. Yeah. Clearly based on goblins, so <laughs> Gobbies should be what they should be called. Boggling. Fits better. But maybe it's a bit too on the nose, and that's why they kind of mm-hmm. changed the letting around. And it's surprising. Too similar so, to Baggy. It's surprising. One thing that that's interesting. If you read, on you go. 
if you go in the old, I've got the uh, like Monster Hunter Illustrations art books. And there's mm-hmm. got a lot of stuff from like back during development of the first Monster Hunter game. And early in development, it was more of a pure fantasy, like what Dragon's Dogma would end up being. And it had like wizards and stuff. And it had, as the small monsters, little goblins and orcs and that kind of thing. And it's funny that these, like, 15 years later, they've made a small small monster that is, <laughs> like, it's goblin, yeah. But, of course, it still, you know, fits in the Monster Hunter sort of dinosaur-y, just about believable life form sort of thing. I am surprised that they introduced a new small dinosaur without including a great version. Because they usually do, at least for the first appearance, have the great version along with the smaller versions, right? If if this was base rise, I would be surprised. But adding in, you know, a new basically jaggy equivalent. Yeah. There is already a lot. For the G rank version, it would just be dinosaurs. So, well, look, we do. How much did we even fight? You know, great baggy, great roggy, and great Azuchi in G rank. They're not a factor. Suppose so it would be weird to add a new one. Unless if it you go was in, like if you go just into, if you go a top-tier brute wyvern or something, that would, would have been funny. You do, like, I was going to, going to say, like, we obviously you've not played, like, much of, like, or any of the end game really, but, like, they do become, like, a factor of having to fight the great Azuchi and Baggies to get certain materials. Hmm. That's the kind of, a, one aspect I do like of the end game, like, that you can every monster's kind of important. Yeah. But are they a... I guess not. It's not are they important. It's are they a challenge? Mm, not, not really. Like obviously, you get like they're more of a challenge challenge than the normal like versions. But right, still like. But yeah, still, it's, like, I'm just saying, it's not worth them creating a new fight of, uh, around that level, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, unless it was it literally your your first G rank fight, right? Like that. Mm. That's the only place it could really fit is. Welcome to the Citadel. Before we can let you explore, there's a great boggy, you know, terrorising us. Go to go take it out and let's see what you're made of. Something like that. Yeah, which would have been fun. But yeah. But uh, I don't, I'm not lamenting. I'm glad we got every other monster we got instead of that, if you know yeah, what I mean. Well, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. If they, <laughs> if they were taking time away from including something else, then maybe enough, yeah. But... Uh, it doesn't make doesn't make for a boggy being a rememberable small monster by any means, considering I forgot what they actually were. Yeah, it's just because they're like off to the side on the map as well. <laughs> like they're the swampy in, area, right? Like yeah, that's yeah, really near there and up on like the little kind of cliff area yeah. next to the swamp, so they're not in the actual kind of inhabit much of the zones. They're kind of usually just bouncing about like areas you kind of traverse over, and then sometimes like when a monster gets like knocked over, they'll run down and like attack alongside you and then you just get decimated through your attacks I don't remember them at all from playing the game but I remember seeing them in that early trailer and being like okay yeah this this fits the theming here's our little goblin Mm. that's about it Gangoat Herbivorous monsters with fluffy tails. Their tails are mostly composed of slate grey hair. Some scholars surmise that this breed, this trait, 
what, 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 your document? It's the wiki. Get off my dick. <laughs> Some scholars surmise that this trait lets them roll into balls to disguise themselves as rocks. Others believe their tails serve to hide and protect newborn offspring. Gentle by nature, they tend to live in herds. They are easily frightened, and the entire group will flee when attacked. I didn't make a typo, but you missed out the word as, which is there in the document, so. What? Disguise themselves, rocks. I I should say that's rocks. I think Discord just got out. No, I'm choosing to believe that he just. (laughs) He just missed the word, yeah. (laughs) We'll see who cancels who. (laughs) (laughs) These are like the the popo of the Citadel thing, right? Based on the description. Yeah, they're really pretty. They look like, like, I thought they were like big skunks, <laughs> like when you see them kind of wandering about. Maybe just the colour. Yeah, oh, yeah they've got like a skunk colour scheme, I'll give you that. Um, but they're definitely strange looking. I, I, I like, I like, um, I like them just for how weird they look when you first come across them. You're like, what the hell is this big hairy beast? Mm. Yeah, that's fun. It says that just, like, they roll, they the roll into balls to disguise yeah, themselves like, as rocks. I don't think I've ever seen them do that. I don't think, like, the Hyrax, just like the whatever character wrote the in game description, because obviously, like, that's a thing in the world as well. It's really written by members of the guild and stuff. I think, that, I think that's them just, like, guessing. I mean, maybe I haven't was, spent uh, much time attacking them or seeing a monster attack them, so maybe it is I've an animation seen, they can I've do. I've never seen them roll whatsoever. But I could buy them, disguise, I could buy them using their tails to disguise themselves as a rock. Given, like the, yeah. the grey and black. It was written by uh, Frodo Baggins, who once used his cloak. <laughs> <laughs> written by the Harry, who doesn't have a fucking clue. It's written by someone who got confused because they were playing Elden Ring at the same time. <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. The sheep were rolling themselves into yeah. balls all the time. Best move in Elden Ring, you mean? Yep. Yeah. Everything in Elden Ring does roly polies. Yeah, there's not much to say about these guys other than they look kind of cool and ethereal. Big weird goat. Mm-hmm. I could make some bullshit up about how, like, they represent sort of the, you know, the maidens in dresses who would be attacked in these sort of monster stories. <laughs> the going goats. Yeah? <laughs> Go on, I don't want to hear this bullshit. All maidens are goats. I mean, that's all I've got. Oh, they've got gowns, right? They're wearing a gown. Yeah, no, always, it does they are, they are, they are the prey See, animal yeah, in this no. area, so I guess that is why they're like <laughs> that. They are what would be hunted by a werewolf or a, a Dracula. A Dracula. <laughs> Mozeno has a haram of goats. Yeah. What's your favourite harem anime, Jay? My favourite harem anime... Mm. Dragon Ball Z, I like how Goku just gathers you know, really <laughs> strong men for him to fight. <laughs> just more and more friends. He just befriends them all to fight. That's my favourite. <clears throat> I was trying to think of an actual, like, real borderline pornographic answer, but then actually. <laughs> Ponotors. <laughs> 
Small Neopterons found primarily on land, featuring two developed horns and legs peppered with sharp thorns. Extremely territorial, oratoires attack who, any who approach with mercy, without mercy, rather. <laughs> fucking this up big time. When processed, the shells around their bodies boast impressive strength. In their current state, however, too much oomph when attacking these easily obliterate them, rendering them useless. Collect those materials with care. Have we not spoken about these guys before? <laughs> we did them the fairly recently in Wild. The these are just like, these are things are like, that are everywhere, pretty sure on all, like all the maps. Oh, apart from bad, but they were added in Rise. In Sunbreak, rather. Oh, were they oh, not? Really? Oh, oh, okay, wow. I According to the wiki. They are jungle. They're <laughs> I mean, in jungle, though, right? I'm pretty sure I saw Hornets. Which was also added in Sunbreak. Yep, yep, yep. I know, I know it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well aware of that one. See, <laughs> the, I suppose just because they're in every fucking game and nearly every area, you know, the fact that they weren't in base rise just did not cross my mind until now. <laughs> like... My only memory of these boys is I had to make something in world. Maybe it was the um, it was the gear to fight. What's the big poison, dead looking one? Valhazak. Uh, Valhazak. Yeah, I think I needed Hornator parts to make the thing yeah. to resist. Yeah, the... that fits because they are like Hornators are in that like the the Rotten Vale area. So that's the one time I've had to muck about making poison bombs and killing them without breaking them and all of that jazz. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're in the same kind of wheelhouse as the Banabra. Like, it's the same sort of thing. Like, you got, you'd got rather poison those to get the actual cars mm. that you need off of them. These are the... These Abra, are the Abra, Banabra. Are these the lads that, like, suck up the nectar? Or is that Banabra? No, that's... Uh, that's something else that I've completely forgot about that are in the shrine ruins those are classic small monsters that I don't know <laughs> can't remember the name of Alteroth Alteroth yeah. yes it's up on the list there yeah. if I had the stream up there I would be able to say that myself Do you know, I do want more, just speaking about small, the small bug lad, I do hope we get more big bug lads. Like yes, I, want, I very much. The tongue like, of the Celtus Queen, please. I, I'm all for Celtus Queen coming back. Like, and more. Nursilla. Be, yeah, Nursilla, man. Nursilla. And Nursilla then gives a, a few more. Because you've got Rank Nick and that, ain't you? I just up for anything that's not like reptilian. And don't get me wrong, I'd love me some dinosaurs in that. Yeah, it's just a good change. But it's just cool to see, yeah. Yeah. Have a big bug, have a big monkey, have a big wolf. That's why there was like, I wouldn't say there was like massive excitement around it, but there was a little bit of excitement of the the crabs coming back. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Same sort of thing. I was excited. Because they're they're just different, you know? Yeah. Even something like a Najarala would be different, right? Big snake. Yep. Mm-hmm. Speaking of bugs. The 
Void. Neopterons with paralyzing poison stingers on their abdomen. Vestboids adapt to almost any environment, and have been observed in many regions. Their sharp stingers are powerful enough to let them relentlessly jab any outsiders with a paralytic agent. They are delicate, weak to impacts, and make great materials for toxic weaponry. These pricks. Well, if you're a toxic <laughs> person in real life, these are the beasties for you. These Andy? pricks make me toxic. <laughs> you can make your toxic weaponry, like, from your materials. It's the way they hover in, give you a wee jab, paralyse you. Yeah. It's always the worst, like, similar to the Benabra, that they can also paralyse too, but like, these are usually a bit more aggressive and will paralyse you during mm-hmm. sometimes. I, I will always find it hilarious when you're dealing with a big monster and one of these guys just sneaks yeah. in, <laughs> gives a little poke in the butt, slips away, ruins your hunt. Twiddles That's kind of like one thing. I wouldn't mind them, like, a lot of people might not like this but like I wouldn't mind the small monsters being a bit more aggressive again like they were in the older games mm-hmm. you say that but I've seen I guess I get, I know they can't know it's annoying <laughs> <laughs> not like don't I'm like not saying turn the dial up to like a hundred man but like just, up, just turn it up a little bit I've seen what Monster Hunter 1 Bullfangle look like and I don't know <laughs> yeah. yeah oh I've experienced it it was still kind of similar in Freedom Unite so you also experienced the Vespoid Queen then not no, queen, no. I don't know. I was that was that only in one? I think so. It wasn't for you, right? I don't think there might have not just been a reason to fight it. Or maybe I never got there. I don't remember. There we go. Another big bug they can bring back. My memory of Freedom Unite is just like the absolute broken hitbox of a Plesios. <laughs> and <laughs> like, and the fact he had water areas, water areas he can jump into that you can't follow him, and so he just swims about shooting lasers. At oh him yeah, I remember that for a couple minutes. Like, <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't come out, and you can't follow him. You know, mm-hmm. unless you chuck a frog at him, then he'll come out. I don't even know if they had the frog thing in the Unite. Or at least I never knew about it back then. Anyway, tell you what, they did have in Freedom Unite. <laughs> Velocipre. Small bird wyverns inhabiting the jungle. Velocipre are well known for their yellow beaks, accenting bodies of black and blue stripes. They form packs, often engaging in communal behaviour. These slender creatures can, and will, attack with sharp movements and sharper claws, so best be on your guard to avoid the pointy end. Were these lads really not in the base game? (laughs) It's weird that they brought just one of the preys back like this. It's because of like this, the mixed biome, right? I think, really. Cause of I the guess. It's when something's put up in the area, cold area. Right? Yeah. To be honest, I don't actually remember seeing these guys at all from, <laughs> from all the time that I played Sunbreak. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't even have like, acknowledge them. I'd have zipped right past them and carried on hunting whatever I'm looking at. Yeah. I think that's just what it is. I'm just probably, like, laser-focused on what I'm doing now. Don't have the time to kind of take in all the small monsters. <laughs> Not at this yes. point, anyway. Would you be excited if they brought the drums back? <laughs> Maybe excited is the wrong words. Would you be amused <laughs> if they brought the drums I think back? I would a little bit, you know. 
they're just classic. Like if they get rid of the other stuff, like don't mind them being in the game as long as they're like not alongside every other kind of dinosaur mm. that we have. There's only one drama I want like to bring it's... back, and it's Big Eid. <laughs> yeah, obviously I'd be down for that one. But yeah, like, um, like in this game we've got like Jaggy, Baggy, Raggy, whatever. So I'm not that close <laughs> to having. <laughs> you feed up a few there. But yeah, what do you mean? There is a lot. I'm not opposed to just having you know the drones instead. Yeah, like that, that. Yeah, that's. What I, I was think there's at, a, like... there is a little more visual difference between the different greats rather than the drones, but not so much that they're like you know. They give you. Weapon. They do give you different options for weapons, right? You rolling the other drones that are like it's the other one. For, like, it's not the Velociprey, but the one that's got paralysis. Ah, uh, you no Gen Prey. Gen drone, yeah. Gen Prey, Gen drone, yeah. Like the drone, like like. Io drones the poison one. Yeah. I like the paralysis one because yeah, they're really cool. Gear drones the ice one. I think that's it. So, is that not velocity yeah. prey? Is that not why we're talking about it? Velocity velocidrome. It's not really. It's generally in the velocity prey velocidrome. Like they're generally in the ice areas, but they're not like. Pretty yeah. sure they don't do ice based. Ge- gear prey and gear drums. The actual. They're like. They're like. I think they were called like white velocity or white velocidrome like back yep. in oh back in yeah day. yeah yeah. i remember talking about this yeah bonkers but yeah i uh, also did not know these guys were <laughs> in the game <laughs> <laughs> well that's enough small monsters but shall we move on to endemic life Hit me up with some useful friends. Ruby wirebugs. A new type of wirebug that suddenly materialised in multiple habitats with bodies more brilliant than regular wirebugs. They possess powers to help the hunter's wirebug recover to make silt-bind attacks more powerful. Each colour exhibits a special transformative power and the ruby one increases a monster's attack power during wyvern riding. I mean, we, should we just chuck the gold one in at the same time? Sure. And the gold one yeah. increases the chances of obtaining drops when using wyvern riding attacks. Yep. So I didn't know they also, they also gave the other buffs there as well, about like speeding up wirebug recovery and making silpine attacks more powerful. Be quiet. What? Sorry, my phone just came out. Be quiet, they don't yeah, they, they, yeah, they do like they do, but I don't think it's I don't think it's really noticeable with your silkbind attacks or anything like, like that. I thought like Luke was <laughs> to divulge like a hidden secret. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're more they're mainly for like the the finishing attack of from Wyvern mm. Riding. Like they don't do that much, not that I've noticed anyway, from so normal silkbind attacks. Mm. <laughs> yeah I mean I guess it's cool to have but I can't say I ever went out of my way to specifically get one of these yeah, yeah it's, it's not like it's nice to have say, like, oh, I need to grab a ruby, ruby wirebug before I hop on this monster you know like it's if I have it when I'm when I get a wyvern ride cool that's great 
but it's a little kind of it's just a little bit of kind of strategy element like if somebody has the ruby wire bug they're they're the ones that take them out like because they're going to yeah just finish off as if as if I could say I've got a gold wire bug and that would stop Jay stealing my mouth. This is why I'm not bothered chance. about mountain wyvern riding mountain attacks in the game anymore. I'm actually turned it off in the settings, so I can just attack away at the monster without it pulling me into the ride because I know it's going to get stolen <laughs> anyway. Look, it's just it's fun, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's a fun little mini game. Marionette Spider. Closely related to the puppet spider, these creatures are covered in blue hairs of a striking orange pattern. The silk they produce momentarily exhibits greater strength than that of the puppet spider. By utilising the silk, it's possible to take control of a monster and force it in a desired direction. However, you can only control it briefly as the silk strength does not endure. I was confused for a second and like I was thinking to myself like these were already in the base game, but it's not. It's like the no. secondary one. Yeah. It's like so the little it's the wall bang. That's the one. Yeah, the puppet spider that's that's on about, they're the ones that you just stick down near a monster and it'll like chuck some web in it and like Uh, do loads of damage. Yeah, yeah. Wyvern ride instantly. um, Or like masses of wyvern damage towards your next wyvern ride or whatever it might be. Yeah, in Uh, most cases I think it does trigger it instantly, but it's not like a guaranteed thing. Yeah. (laughs) Whereas these lads, they're they require probably a bit more skill to use than just chucking it down near the monster. Um, and I would say they're probably more fun to use as well. Yeah, uh, I use these things like all the time. Like They're just good for like in that situation where you need the monster to be kind of toppled and mm-hmm. to get the extra hits in and you can kind of pair it with like the little new kind of wall bugs that they have like to do mm. like, extra damage. That's right. Star boss bugs, which I think we'll talk about next. Yeah, I, yeah um... I didn't find myself doing that much of the wall banging. I mean, the Starburst bugs I use because I do the mounts, right? But <clears throat> yeah, the other wall bang thing. I it's just like it's like another kind of strategy, kind of element, and another way just to kind of play. It's like I think you would do it more in solo play. I think than anything else, these marionette spiders. Did you guys also find it initially a bit fiddly to use? Like when you first. Did it? Because I'm sure, like, the first time, they first couple times I had a marionette spider, I totally fucked it up. They did patch it at one point. Like, they were oh, kinda, did they? they had issues with, like, the. I think it would break off and it would, like, use up the spider. Like, uh... If a monster was going into a, a position where it would transition in through to another area, like, and say you pinged the marionette spider on it, it would. Before you chance to go, a chance to use it, it would use it up and you'd. Like. And then the monster will like obviously run away, and you're like, "Well, that was a waste." Mm. They fixed that, so it doesn't happen anymore. So, in those situations where you do use the marionette spider, and the monster does decide to kind of fly or run away, like it doesn't use up the spider, which is which is nice. Nice. But um, yeah, definitely, probably my favorite hunting helper, and and the, and they've added in Sunbreak for sure. <laughs>
Alright, Jess, you want to do the opal fruits bug? Don't know. Oh, yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Bimmer. I thought I was getting that. I was going. <laughs> oh, bug. Starburst bug. Beetles that can be found in a star-shaped cl- star-shaped clusters. Once established in a location, they remain stationary there for ages. Their shells are covered in a type of dust that reacts to external external stimuli, yielding a change in the creature's colour. Upon impact, such from a monster, the dust detonates. While this detonation will cause harm to, to creatures exposed to it, the beetles themselves are protected by their hard shells and will simply flee. I think There's something uh, else to do when you're mounting, isn't it? Yep. Probably our most discussed endemic life when we're actually playing the game. Because <laughs> <laughs> whenever we get a mount, it's like, ah, oh, but there are bugs? Yeah. Are there bugs in this area? Bugs, Where are the bugs, bugs at? <laughs> See, I know the bugs are probably good, but it just feels more exciting to go and hit another monster. Eh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> like it would depend on the monster for me. Like if there's like a rajang about, then yeah, you basically I'm going to use the monster to go hunt down the rajang and get the whatever I need on that because that one's just fun to do. I think it at least like speeds numbers up. wise. Are we yeah. talk what do you think is probably doing quite more good, damage? Yeah. Uh, they do this decent damage, the bugs. I think I think I think a mount like an attacking a monster probably does more damage. But it's slower, I suppose. So I think if you're mm. wanting to still have like a really, you know just from a game speed standpoint, I think using the bugs Mm-hmm. does move things along quite nicely and also they're quite important for like big arena battles like for example um, if you fight something in the um, Lucent Narg arena, I forget what it's called but there's bugs in there if you get a mount you can you know there's nothing else to fight so yeah. at least you've got something to, to actually aim towards and and use so I do like that aspect Um of of uh, enhancing the mount, but they I do yeah. have like a neat feature to them as well, where like you can take an an elemental weapon and change like you poke the starburst like bugs and it changes their element. That's basically what it's getting at the external stimuli in the description there. So like if you use a cool. if you use a like a thunder weapon on them, like it gives thunder blight to the monster when you slam it into the bugs, so you get like the chance to do the KO damage. That is. Pretty cool indeed. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know if I ever hit these guys. You always run away, man. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> but even when I'm playing solo, I think yeah, I always just went for. I'm gonna cook out another monster. It's more fun. It is more fun. <laughs> You're absolutely I think right. Once or twice, I think I did do this, but yeah, it was never my first instinct. Does that make me a monster? Maybe. I think it just means you enjoy monster-on-monster battles. <laughs> like any sane I mean, person should. I think it's well known about me that I like seeing two monsters fight. Like, you know, yes. yeah. I've built a big part of my it's personality just, around yeah, that. It's just exploring these big kaiju fantasy, that's all it is. Yep. Let them fight. Thorny Toad. 
small amphibians found in the resin mires of the citadel's forests. Their elastic tons are tipped with suckers, used not only for hunting, but also for clinging to wood, masonry, and other creatures. A ferocious breed that will jump to devour anything, even wounded monsters. Their bodies swell when attacked, until they emit concentrated gastric acid that makes even large monsters recoil. I have no memory of these. Yeah. Uh, they're only in the Citadel, in the, like, the little swamp area. Like, you'll very rarely kind of, like, see them. You've got to kind of usually, like, wallbang the monster, like, in the swamp area. There are little tree trunks that are about. Uh-huh. You break those, the thorny toads will, like, pop out of there. And, like, like you'll hear them more than see them, like, because when they attach themselves to a monster, like, they made, like, a, like make, like, big popping, crackling noises when you're doing damage to them. And obviously, in turn, does damage to the monster when you're popping the toads on top of it. That is, yeah, incredibly rare because I I don't think I've seen them at all. Like this, you could have made that up, and I'd be like, yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Jay, no, no, I I, I like these guys. Like, shame they're not like in any kind of any other maps or like other areas. Like, just settle there, settle there, one kind of swamp area alone. Probably the swamp area itself in the Citadel is like if you want to kind of lock a monster down and be like really efficient, like that's like the area you do it in. Because like, not only you got thorny toes for like extra damage, the swamp itself kind of slows a monster down, especially when they're toggled. They sound mm. a bit like, um, was it Stinger Pods for the recruitment in World? You would like shoot on a monster and like if you attack it, mm. it would do. Oh, yeah, I know the ones you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit like that. And I think some of the, um, some of the wire bug moves in Rise do that with, like, the kunai, right? Mm-hmm. And this is... Yeah, yeah they're definitely similar to that. Like, I don't think these things do cable damage, though, like the things from the world that you mentioned. Yeah. I mean, you could you could have told me that they did, and I'd be like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sounds useful. <laughs> I sure would love to see them. Spear squid. A type of squid found in the water surrounding the jungle. These dangerous creatures have a sharp, pointed body that inflicts injury on large monsters merely by swimming past. Despite their dangerous form, they have no instinct to fight and exist only to swim. It can be advantageous to lure your prey into the path of these creatures when battling large monsters in the territory of these cephalopods. Uh, uh, did he? No, I, I, I don't remember these guys either. <laughs> I remember like, again. Uh, I remember seeing them in a trailer, but not for real. <laughs> they're, they're like a reverse of the squids that give you health, right? You just lure the monster into their path, and they get yeah, a yeah. little bit sliced. Like, Really good as well. It's like the water area and the jungle, like when you transition towards the temple, like that swim. And the north of the map, yeah. Yeah, the north of the map, like the swim, like in a circle there. So like if you topple a monster on the edge of the the beach, like Mm. it's like good extra damage. Yeah, just a little extra something. What's my purpose? To swim. (laughs) 
like what a sad life I guess the question is like a lot of these new endemic lives they're such tiny little buffs or tiny little bits of damage who at this G rank stage of the game is that like making the difference for I guess again it's kind of like when we're talking about maybe the... newer players like I guess they want to like kind of be specific on how you front you don't know how like there's obviously people play this game in lots of different ways like there's going to be people that want to like kind of like take their time and maybe use like the all the end of life kind of features of the map like to their advantage i don't know guess i'm cancelled sorry i didn't (laughs) (laughs) respect alternative play styles (laughs) i think it's kind of like the ruby and the gold wire bugs right like if you if 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 your monster, for me at least, if the monster wanders into the path of one of these spear squids and I get a few extra points of damage, I'll be yeah, like, oh, it's a nice cool. Thing when it happens. Um, not that I ever remember it happening because, again, <laughs> I did not remember these monsters. <laughs> these endemic life, rather. Can't call anything that exists just to swim a monster. Would <laughs> you I call mean, Michael Phelps a monster? Just to swim. Yeah. Didn't he confuse drugs? No, that was the cycling guy. That was the cycling guy. (laughs) Don't try and cancel Michael Phelps just because you're (laughs) cancelled (laughs) now. The Slicer Crab. A species of hermit crab found in the jungle. These creatures favour damp, dark places and are often found quietly inhabiting caves devoid of sunlight. Their poor eyesight means they can only identify other creatures of considerable size. Despite resembling a beautiful purple crystal, they are aggressive and attack anything that invades their territory with precision and gusto. Kind of like a mine you would put down, right? Are these yeah. like the... I don't, I don't know what these guys do. I don't remember Again, these guys either. They're basically a cave equivalent of the spear squid. <laughs> like, is there only one oh. area in the jungle... One cave, and then like the wall. If a monster, if a large monster like walks past them, the wall kind of fire out. Oh, okay. And yes. so attacks and stuff like that, but like it really goes ham. Like when you down a monster, yes, and it's like fifty, sixty damage. Like it, yes, I remember like, these guys now. It reminds me of sometimes when you got a topo, and the gadolakas would go mental and just start shelling a monster in <clears> world. <throat> Um, yeah. Yes, I do remember these guys now, and uh, but again, <laughs> it's just I think these guys are maybe a bit more so than the spear squids. Like I would try and topple a monster near them to try and you know get the damage because it is I think just yeah. you know brain goes wow when lots of numbers appear right like that's, like that's a good that works. Like, similar to like the starburst like bugs right like if you. Get the wyvern raid on the monster, you roll bang up in the cave area and drop it close mm-hmm. by to the slicer crabs. You'll need to go. That dopamine kick of many numbers. Big number. Numbers are for nerds. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still annoyed well to put numbers in. Come to off, mate. Like, <laughs> if you call them on. <laughs> But then I've got to go to menu, and menus are words, so that's not much better than numbers. <laughs> Regal fin. 
a rare dolphin that lives in the waters near the jungle. With elegant fins and a head that looks as if it is wearing a crown, it has a noble appearance. You'll need to be in the right place at the right time to spot this regal creature. Unafraid of humans, it may even greet the fortuitous onlooker with a special song. What, what song? Um, Hallelujah by Leonard Cohen. <laughs> Beautiful. That is a special song. <laughs> yeah, right. It's the specialist song I can think of at short notice. <laughs> um... Apparently, they also react to a variety of gestures. Oh, cute. Yeah, like all the... Um, though, full disclosure, none of us have well. seen this thing in the real game. Yeah, yeah, of course. I was <laughs> of course trying to think, it's in the water there, and like, I don't think it's where the spear squid are. I think that there's a little kind of secret area where you can only get to like with some of the wire bugs. Yeah, it'll be the, somewhere the like that. wire bugs. I think it's off on the little kind of island way, like the yeah, um, west of the map. I was a madman and I got all the um, relic records and I think I know exactly where it would spawn but I just I don't think I I saw it. Sort of like the northwest like island I think of that's there right? Kind sure. of. That's where I would go look for it at least. It looks kind of goofy but <laughs> in the picture at least but I'm sure if you get a special song, if you get to hear a bit of Leonard Cohen, <laughs> you know. Well, it kind of looks like a... Like what the creatures from, like the fish creatures in Zelda. Zora? Zora, yeah. It looks like, it looks like a little Zora. Yeah, I can I can kind of see that. I guess it's kind of meant to be a bit like a, you know, Mermaidy... Yeah. Siren sort of deal, right? singing special songs at you then. Obviously that's... Yeah. And I suppose if we're talking about mythology as well, then would mermaids and sirens be a Western thing? They must be, right? Yeah, that, that's and... what what's definitely they would be like. If you've got like a tropical island setting, that's the fantasy creature that makes sense, right? Yeah. Oh, look at this guy! Whoa, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Gargolda, a seldom-seen bird wyvern that dwells in the Sithil Highlands. It roosts up in the mountains, offering little chance for humans to catch a glimpse of it. On occasion that it descends to the citadel, the creature remains as still as a statue, with some even referring to it as a phantom. Though its wings appeared black, when unfurled they reveal a striking gold pattern. Truly a sight to behold. This guy looks yeah. rad. <laughs> yeah, the gargoyle guy. Yeah. That is really cool. I recently saw, I think it was on Instagram or something, there's this real bird that looks like a dragon. It's pretty sick. Yeah, the shoebill. Shoebill. No, 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 this one's even more ridiculous. Shoebill's oh, what the Zelda one's based on. I've got one of those on my back. I was going to say, I like, the shoebill. Kind of like a shoebill. Yeah, the shoebill's... The Great Eared Nightjar. Look up that motherfucker. Great Eared Or just put dragon-looking bird into Google Images like I did. Dragon-looking <laughs> <laughs> bird. And I even spelled bird wrong and it still worked. I put you in that accident. Oh yeah, it's kind of lizardy. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. Yeah. Yeah, That's cool. Looking. 
But yeah, this guy, he's very cool. And yeah, gargoyles make sense. One more little gothic creature. Mm. Yeah, Go watch that cartoon with the gargoyles. Not the Disney one, the other one. The one called Gargoyles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've, I don't I know where one you are, but I've never seen it though. It's pretty sick. So that's the extent of my gargoyle chat. Unless you want to hear about Spider-Man and Batman sitting on top of them. I had a Spider-Man action figure that came with a gargoyle that you can attach to a shelf and you can sit on top of it. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Well, the Batman sits on top of the gargoyle. Hmm. No, Spider-Man does. Oh, Spider-Man does. But yeah, I think I probably also put my Batmans on there sometimes too. Two Batmans? Cool gargoyle bug. Bird. So next time we uh, we speak about something that <laughs> me and Jazz have tried to avoid for quite some time. And unfortunately our time is up. And as is yours, listener, because next time we'll be speaking about the Monster Hunter movie starring Mila Jovovich. Um, very timely chat <laughs> about this. Right on time for this brand new Monster movie. Yeah. But uh, you can. Uh... We've saved it this long because we know it's going to kill the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Probably going to kill any enthusiasm that me and Jas had ever had for Monster Hunter. So, uh, yeah. Uh, if you want I to. I mean, it'll prepare... be my third time watching it, boys. You're mental. Sorry, mental. twice. Yes. Fucking. <laughs> well, um, if you want to prep for for that next time, we'll probably do the movie review of it. You probably uh, you'll probably enjoy that. We'll go through the the film, speak about how fucking terrible it is. <laughs> I'm sure. Or maybe we'll enjoy it. Who knows? You'll have to tune in next time to find out. Um, until then, where? Can we be found and supported and all that other good stuff, Luke? You can find us on Twitter at Monster Mash Pod. We're also on Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of that. Just search Monster Mash Podcast. Make sure you rate and review, like and subscribe, all of that. And if you want to help keep the podcast online and uh, find links to the other shows that I and some of these guys create, you can go to patreon.com slash podcastio podcastius. And uh, what can they tweet at Andymon? Andymon? At Andymon? <laughs> Andymon949. They can tweet at Andymon949. God knows what, because I don't know who that guy is. But Andymon949, they can tweet at. Tweet at him and tell him what your special song is. And he'll probably sing it. Yep. That's on the. Well, you pay him, he'll sing it. That's, that'll be on the Patreon. <laughs> Okay, bye. Cheerio. Hallelujah. 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 <laughs> you went too high there, so it's only in your recording. <laughs>